Hey everyone, Dr. Hanisha here. Thank you so much for joining me on season two of my podcast, Mahan Health with Dr. Hanisha. Mahan literally translates to great in Sanskrit, and it just doesn't make sense to have anything but the absolute best when it comes to your health. My goal is by you listening or watching this podcast, you're getting just a little bit closer to achieving Mahan or great health yourself. This podcast is all for you, so please make sure to comment what you'd like to learn more about so I can get a guest on the show who's an expert in that field or I might even talk about it myself. I see patients and clients all over the world virtually, so make sure to schedule your free 15-minute phone call today so you can start achieving Mahan or great health yourself. All right, let's talk about today's episode. So in today's episode, I had the opportunity to interview a friend and esteemed colleague, Dr. Thanmi Tijorivala. Dr. Thanmi is an absolutely beautiful soul, and I'm so grateful to have connected with her through social media. She's phenomenal. I think you guys are really going to love this episode. Uh, So Dr. Thanmi Tijorivala, she is a naturopathic doctor and a skin health expert. She helps people dealing with skin conditions of all sorts feel safe and confident in their skin. She runs a virtual practice from Ontario, Canada, and her goal is to empower and educate people on how to get healthy skin through natural therapies and nutrition. When she's not working, she likes to explore hiking trails and read a good book. All right, so that's a little bit about Dr. Thanmi. Um, I do want to mention that skin health is definitely not my area of expertise, so I learned a lot from Dr. Thanmi in this episode, and I feel like you all will too, so definitely make sure to rate and review the podcast, and let us know what you think, thought about the episode, and reach out to either of us after the show. All right, let's get right to the episode then. Enjoy. Hi, Dr. Thanvi. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing great. Well, I'm so excited to have you here and hear those birds, the lovely birds <laughs> in the background. It sounds very calming. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so nice being outside in general. But um, all right, let's let's get straight to it. Uh, I ask all my guests this question because I, I love hearing everyone's stories. And so tell us what tell us a little bit about your journey and what got you involved in natural medicine. Hmm, That's a good question. So I actually wanted to be a dentist. Um, I was, you know, like ever since I was in grade 12, I was like, okay, I have to write the DATs and kind of go to dental school. And that's what I want to do. And then in undergrad, one of the things that I did was shadowed a dentist. And honestly, it was the most boring thing. I was like, I cannot do this. I can't do this anymore. Um, But I mean, you know, no disrespect to dentists. I just, it wasn't for me. I wanted something that was more challenging. I'm still working with people. But the thing that I found was I like talking to people. I like knowing stories. I like investigating. And it's kind of hard to do that with, you know, your hands in someone's mouth. Um, So I my parents used to see a naturopath at that time and um i just went with them for an appointment at that time i thought naturopathic medicine was just nutrition like you write diet plans you just you know kind of help with weight loss and that's about it mm-hmm. so when i went with them um the naturopathic doctor that i that i met he was so kind he was like you know if you want to stay back and just shadow me um I, i'm happy to you know kind of show you around and things like that and, and in that one day we saw so many different cases. We did acupuncture, we did blood work, we did so many different things. And I was like, okay, this is it. Literally right then and there, I left the place. I went home, applied, and that was two weeks before school was about to start and got accepted and here we are. 
Wow, that's awesome. And I love that you said that you like having the conversations with people and you yeah. can't really do that with um, yeah. <laughs> your hands in their mouth. And yeah. I and I was just thinking about how like when you go to the dentist and they're like trying to talk to you, I'm like, how am I supposed how, to respond? How can we do this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I love that. But that's really cool. And um, I feel like that's, that's so many of our stories, right? Like we get a yes. better we get to work with everyone on so many different things. And so, um, yeah, but now your focus is a little bit more on skin health. So, so how did that kind of shift? How did that shift happen? Mm -hmm. Um, So even similar to naturopathic medicine, you know, I, I actually was born in India. So we were always exposed to, you know, like grandmas telling us, okay, you have a cough, take this, you know, take this herb and take that herb. Similar to that. um, When I was growing up, my sister had eczema and then I had acne when I was in my teenage years. And it was such a struggle. It was really, really, you know, hard to kind of see my sister itching and just, you know, have really red skin. And my parents were helpless. They didn't know what to do because at that time, all doctors prescribed were a steroid cream. And same for me, I had a topical cream that was given to me that didn't really help. And um, fortunately, I kind of outgrew the acne um, through my own research and, you know, kind of knowing how to, eat better and do those things. Um, So that really helped. But when I was in school, uh, you know, I actually started out as a general practitioner until kind of, I had a patient come to me and say, uh, yeah, I have eczema and I went to the doctor and, you know, nobody listened to me. All they said was, you have eczema, here's the medication, go home. And then even even when it came to like, you know, on social media, like the skincare industry is a billion dollars industry where all you hear is you have acne here's this cream you know put it on and kind of it'll it'll go away and that's farther from the truth that's so that's so far out um and even with the mental health issue like I saw I saw even people even in naturopathic medicine you know people kind of ignored the mental health issues of skin conditions um so I had some patients who came in with acne saying I've seen naturopaths before. I was put on the elimination diet. Nothing really helped. And um, I, it was more so an ad, like I wanted to be an advocate more than, you know, a doctor, like Mm -hmm. a skin doctor, um, Mm -hmm. because I find like the mental health aspects of skin health are so uh, ignored. Like, you know, the, the kind of like the people feel so unseen, they, they constantly have to put makeup on, they, they're scared to walk on the streets because people are staring at their skin, you know, things like that. They were kind of ignored and I really felt very passionately about that because everything that I, I had experienced in my childhood and my sister had kind of came flooding back, you know, and it's like, okay, this is kind of what I wanna do. I wanna be a voice for these people and I wanna help them in ways that, you know, other doctors aren't able to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you incorporate the mental health aspect of it because, yeah, yeah, well, cause I feel like that's kind of like a uh, two-sided thing too, because it could be that elevated stress levels could potentially lead to more acne. And then when you have the acne, you feel uncomfortable in your own skin. Um, and, and there's, there's all these stigmas and stuff around it that affect your mental health also exactly the stigma I like that you brought that up there's such a big stigma around you know having clear skin and being Mm -hmm. beautiful and Mm -hmm. being fair and oh yeah (laughs) yeah like all of these things what we expect as like quote-unquote beauty um exactly right um and there's there's so many standards that we're 
held to in general beyond skin, which which we won't get into today. But there's there, and that's that's a big part of that cultural shift that I think needs to happen right Absolutely. now. But, yeah. Um, and I find, I find even with skin health, you know, a, a lot of people kind of want to go, and this was me too, kind of want to go zero to hundred. You know, I have acne, I want to just have clear skin, but skin healing is never linear. It's always kind of up and down. And depending on what you're doing, when you're doing, you are going to have one or two acne or one or two flare ups kind of pop up. Mm-hmm. And part of the education picture is also making sure that they are confident when that happens, they're okay with that. I've educated them enough that when there's a flare up or when they have a breakout, they know exactly what to do. So that's, that's kind of, again, you know, like I said, I wanted to be more of an advocate than a doctor. Right. And in that way, you're empowering the patients, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. So we started talking about acne, but like, what exactly is it? I feel like we know that there's like, we can get acne, we know it in general, but like what, what exactly is happening inside of our skin to allow for acne to occur? Yeah. That's such an interesting question because I feel like there's like four or five processes that are going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. One of them is inflammation. Um, You know, just kind of that redness and the irritation. There's a lot of inflammation going on in the skin, which causes the acne. But other parts of it are, you know, excessive sebum production. So your skin, for some reason, sometimes it's hormones, sometimes it's the food you're eating, um, is just producing too much, too much sebum. And that kind of clogs your pores and, you know, causes all these um, breakouts to happen. Um, the other part of it is there's this bacteria called P. acnes, which, you know, it, 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 that's the part that causes the acne as well. Um, And the other part is, which I find so exciting, is now acne has been called the diabetes of the skin. So Mm. more and more that they research, they're finding out that um, insulin, which is our sugar-regulating hormone, is playing a huge role in how acne is formed and how how people have breakouts, basically. So um, I feel like there's so many things that are going on at the same time. And obviously you know, it it depends on what the underlying issue is again. So is it because you have too much testosterone that, you know, your sebum production is increasing? Is it because you're eating something or don't have a balanced diet that's causing your insulin to spike up too much? And yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can go on and on about it. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, and that's the thing is like getting to the root cause of it is going to lead to more long-term benefits right versus um masking it with with a cream or something so yeah actually let's talk about some of those creams that normally are recommended um in conventional medicine so um i know products that a lot of people tend to use are accutane or proactive are probably some of the most popular ones so can you tell us a little bit about how those work and um and why that might not be getting to the root cause or can it help Yeah. yeah yeah Um, proactive is an interesting one. Um, Mm -hmm. I have had so many patients. So proactive is one of the things that I know for a fact, based on what patients have told me and the research kind of that I've done, that it helps in the interim, but the minute you stop it, all the acne comes back. And this is kind of going back to that, that part of, you know, root cause medicine Mm -hmm. It's because you are just catering to the superficial part of the skin condition, um, not really targeting what's going on inside. So Mm -hmm. 
proactive is one of those things that, you know, a lot of people are using, but most people, once they stop, they notice that their breakouts come back. Um, and it's not something that, you know, I would recommend using lifelong because again, if you want to heal your acne, you kind of want to get to what's causing it because acne actually, you know, kind of like, um, kind of like pain, acne is a signal. It's, it's, I had a patient once tell me I'm so blessed that I have acne because her acne was because of PCOS. So mm. once she kind of sought um, care for her acne, she realized it was, she had PCOS, which eventually three years, four years down the line would have impacted her fertility. So, beca and because she got that treated because she got help for it, um, she didn't have that much trouble um, getting pregnant. So I find like it's, it's a signal. So even with masking it, you know, with some of these medications, with some of topical of the topical products, it, it, it you're doing your body a disservice. Mm -hmm. um, with Accutane, Accutane, and I actually got yelled at recently for saying oh, no. Accutane, Accutane is helpful because uh, they were like, you're a naturopathic doctor. You're supposed to be anti-medication. I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what you, I don't know what you feel about that. No, I mean, I feel like in general, we should all be practicing integrative medicine and there's definitely a time and a place for medications. So to completely say that we're anti-medication, I feel like that's not naturopathic medicine, right? Naturopathic medicine is integrating everything and figuring out the time and place for when what's needed. Yeah, exactly. And I always tell, I always tell my patients, you know, um, I'm going to educate you on what the drug does, what the benefits are, what the side effects are. And at the end of the day, if you choose to be on it, then we will support you um, with supportive therapies, you know, mm -hmm. and if you choose to go off of it, once they talk to their medical doctor, then we will support them otherwise. Right. So with Accutane, Accutane, I find does does work pretty well for acne, but there is a subset of the population that has taken Accutane for their six month course and then stopped it. And then, you know, their acne has come back. And that's kind of, again, you know, going into the root cause. Um, one of the things about Accutane I find is that most people aren't educated about the side effects. Um, so you have, you know, 21 year olds, um, 25 year olds who are on Accutane long-term having high cholesterol. And that's completely not normal, but Accutane does impact your liver health. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, you want to be careful about. Um, so yeah, I find it's a medication that has been proven to be helpful for Mm -hmm. A lot of people, uh, long term as well. Um, but then again, you, you kind of want to, you know, look at the side effects and benefits and then make an educated choice. Yeah, definitely. And then even figuring out like while they're on the medication, what else is going on yeah. with their health, right? Um, yeah. And I find that works really like that, you know, how you brought up integrative medicine. I find the people who uh, kind of target their health through both ways, they, they do a lot better because they're getting kind of, you know, um, so even for example, when while we're treating um, the inside approach, something that I like to look at is people's skincare routines and like the topical products they're using, because yes, we want to work inside, but we also want, want to work outside, you know, like we talked about the mental health issues, like it's, it's mentally stressful for people to have that acne. So if we can, while we're working on the internals, if we can also, you know, give them something topically to reduce the inflammation reduce the breakouts. Um, I'm all for that. But at the end of the day, you, you do want to do your due diligence and find the root cause and treat that as well. 
Right. Definitely. And I, th- I feel like that's a part of, like you said, it's similar to pain as well. It's like, no, I want to get you out of pain immediately, yeah. but we're still going to address the underlying inflammation. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's really what it is. Like I, you don't need to be suffering through the whole process um, while you're going through that and whatever we can do to ease the process. But as long as we're still working to get to the, the root of absolutely. the issue. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. It's kind of like a two-sided approach. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that that really is, can be, that sort of philosophy can be used for almost any aspect of health. Yeah. 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 And um, so, okay. So what are, um, what about, so we talked about Accutane and Proactive, but what about like doxycycline or antibiotics that are generally prescribed for acne? Uh, What are your thoughts on those? Um, Again, you know, they kind of, um, so with with antibiotics and you know in ontario um unfortunately legally we can't really you know prescribe medications or you know talk Mm -hmm. about medications um but personally with antibiotics um i find that it's this it's this um interesting vicious cycle because if you read the research on the microbiome and how that connects to the skin you know that we need a strong microbiome and microbiome just means like the bacteria that we have in our gut we need good quality bacteria in our gut to have good skin health because our skin has its own microbiome right mm-hmm. and which is influenced by again the the bacteria that we have in our gut. So when we're taking antibiotics, it's kind of killing everything. So maybe it can help people who are experiencing things like, you know, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, or like gut issues, because it'll kind of clean everything out. But once you stop it, you don't have any good bacteria left. So again, when once you stop that, that that microbiome is playing such a huge role in your skin and that's going to cause your inflammation and your acne to come back. So with, with the antibiotics, I, I find it very interesting. I want to read more, you know, research and what the thought process is behind, behind prescribing those because there is correlation between SIBO and acne. Um, I can see how that can work then, but once it's stopped, you do need like supportive therapies. You do need probiotics when you're taking antibiotics. You do need um, good food that you're feeding the good bacteria to make sure that you are having that healthy microbiome moving forward. Yes, exactly. I love, I love that you brought up the microbiome of yeah. both the gut and the skin, because obviously that is so important and that gut skin connection is so strong. Um, so strong. Yeah. So strong. I <laughs> notice it pretty much immediately on uh, if I'm eating something, right? Like, I mean, so many people, I th- feel like, be like, oh, like dairy will make me break out. I hear yeah. that all the time. And it's very evident that there is that full connection between our gut and our skin. Yeah. And people, people get so surprised, you know, they're, they're like, they cut dairy out and they see like a 50% improvement in their skin. And they're like, whoa, that's all I needed to do. Just cut dairy out. And here I struggled with so many, you know, spent like thousands of dollars on creams and makeups to cover my acne up. And all I needed to do was take dairy out. Exactly. Yeah. So um, actually, let's talk about some topicals that you would normally recommend. So like in general in preventing acne or someone if someone does already have acne, what are some topical like skincare things that you normally would recommend? Yeah, that's a good question. So one of my favorite things is tea tree. Um, There's actually research uh, that that said tea tree oil topically works as well as benzoyl peroxide. 
and it doesn't have uh, benzoyl peroxide is one of the topical treatments that people use to uh, treat acne and one of the things with benzoyl peroxide is um, people find like their skin gets very scaly and flaky and uh, very dry but with tea tree people don't ha necessarily have that side effect um, if it's if it's used properly I would never recommend putting essential oils directly on your face you always want to mix it in a carrier oil um, or use like a like a gel based formula with tea tree in it um, but that works really well for acne especially if you have a very oily skin so that is one of the things the other thing that works really well is azelaic acid um, so 20 you need at least 20 percent of it in a cream form to help kind of acne. But azelaic acid is really cool because it's something that's shown to, you know, reduce like redness, um, reduce inflammation, reduce even scarring. Um, so it really helps with hyperpigmentation as well. So um, one of the things, you know, that um, I recently took a webinar where skin conditions show up differently on people of color. And one of the things that research shows is that when people of color have acne, they are more likely to get hyperpigmentation. So you want to treat the acne earlier. You want to uh, address the inflammation earlier because they're at a higher risk for having dark spots and scars on their face. Um, yeah, so I find azelaic acid is, is really good for that. Um, those are kind of like the two topicals that directly target acne, but something that I found is a game changer for my, for my skin has been a toner. Um, because a toner, um, a toner changes the pH of the skin. Like it makes it, it makes it more, um, basic. So you are basically preventing, you're basically changing the environment so that the bacteria that we were talking about, P. acnes, it doesn't grow. Um, and it, it's, it's a hostile environment for that. So I find like toners have been really cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, is there a specific type of toner? Because I know like rose has become a really popular um, herb to have in toners and things like that. Do you have like, do you have a specific thing that you personally like or recommend? Um, I think witch hazel works really well. Okay. Yeah. Because it just kind of tightens your pores and you can, feel, have you tried witch hazel? I don't think so, actually. No. I, I, I don't usually use toner, but now I guess I will. <laughs> You have really good skin, so that's, I don't think you need it. But um, if you if you if you try witch hazel on your skin, you will feel like that tightness because it kind of closes your pores really well. Um, it's an astringent, so it it works. It works. Witch hazel works really well. Rose, I find, um, from what I've read and what I've researched, rose I find is more calming. Um, so it doesn't It's not necessarily an astringent, uh, and it doesn't kind of close the pores, but it'll help calm the skin. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's always so interesting how everyone presents um, their, their symptoms or signs or symptoms in a different way, whatever's going on internally, yeah. because I've noticed with, with sugar, I don't actually, I don't get acne, but I'll, I'll get like some like spots on my, uh, yeah. like on my, you know, it's just like random, like hyperpigmented spots. Yeah. And, um, and I've noticed that too. So it, it is fascinating how that works. But then you did talk a little bit about scarring, which I do actually have some. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, do you have any recommendations or like what people can do for scarring? So you said the salic acid can be supportive. 
correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, so acetic acid has been shown to help with scarring. I personally, in my practice, I like doing cosmetic acupuncture um, or facial acupuncture. Yeah. And that, I, I've seen good results with that for scarring because you're basically kind of um, having micro, um, micro injury, not injuries is like such a negative word, but you're basically making like micro changes in your skin so that the collagen production increases um, in the area and I found I found like that has worked really well for patients with uh, acne scars obviously it depends on how deep they are and how or how superficial they are so um, that's another thing that people want to take a look at but yeah. Cool. We actually, um, I actually had another, another interview with Dr. Mason Hassan and we talked yeah. about skin health. Yeah. I don't, do you know her personally? Yeah. We yeah. graduated from the same class. Oh, awesome. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah. And so she was talking a lot about cosmetic acupuncture too. And that was yeah. kind of my first exposure to cosmetic acupuncture in general. Really? But uh, yeah, I definitely am you super excited. You guys right can't now. do it in Ohio, I'm no. guessing, right? No. Yeah. No, unfortunately yeah. not. Um, but you, but you studied in San Diego, so I'm, I'm sure they taught. Did they teach you, or is that different? Yeah, it's a little different. So in San Diego, in Bastier, we don't really do acupuncture because there, it has its own separate acupuncture, and so we didn't really get much training in acupuncture. Just like some very basics and you know basic uh, points, uh, acupuncture pressure points and things like that. Yeah. But. Um, but I'm going to be honest, I don't really remember much of it because that was not my focus. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, but of course, acupuncture is amazing and it's helped me in, yeah. in other ways for sure. But I, I have never done it for cosmetic reasons and I would love really? to. Yeah. 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 So I find it's really cool, especially if you're getting it done from a naturopath, because we um, in, in Ontario, we're allowed to practice traditional Chinese medicine. So we learn it as part of our education. Um, and with cosmetic acupuncture, yes, you're kind of targeting like, you know, the local um, inflammation and the local scars and the local points. But the way that I do it is I integrate um, kind of like a whole body approach. So we're taking like a proper intake, seeing what other parts are, um, what other parts of your health, you know, need support. And then like having, having like that traditional approach and the whole body approach to acupuncture as well. So we don't just put needles on our, on your face. You, you're going to have needles elsewhere as well. Just to eat, you know, for example, if you're having acne and acne scars because your hormones are not regulated, we're helping your hormones, uh, by doing acupuncture as well. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, I'll definitely come up whenever I come up to Toronto. I'll, I'll come <laughs> yeah. visit you, and get a get a I'm session. In. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, before we move on to the rapid fire questions, was there anything else that you would like to um, let the listeners know about, or any other resources that you recommend for the listeners? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So I I will always say you know if you are someone that is experiencing skin issues, whether that's acne or you know, psoriasis, eczema, rosacea, whatever it is, when you are looking for a topical approach, try to look more internally as well, because all, most skin conditions um, have something to do with what's going on inside your body. So I always like to call it the inside out approach. And that's, that's the best way to, you know, treat your skin. And then the second part is with your skin, you know, you just want to be patient, um, love yourself, don't be hard on yourself, because um, I can, I can understand and appreciate it. It must be really hard to, you know, constantly have to face 
um, these things in, in our very social media heavy society. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, kind of be patient with your skin and most importantly, be patient with yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, okay. So let's get into the rapid fire questions. Uh, these, you do not need to answer them rapidly. It's just a little bit quicker than the first part of the interview. So but, no one uh, word answers? No, one no, word. no. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time answering. So what does, uh, the first question is, what does Mahan Health mean to you? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so there was this, so I used to study in Colorado. I did my master's there. And when I was uh, flying from Toronto to Colorado, Uh, there was this lady sitting on the plane next to me and she was 73 years old and we started to talk and she was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Rockies. I'm going to go skiing and um, snowboarding and all of these things. And I, I I was like, wow, I want to be you when I'm older. You know, that, that was like the perfect picture of like Mahan health, you know, to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do without letting your health, your age, all of that stuff get in the way. Uh, I mean, at 73, to kind of go skiing in the Rockies and go snowboarding, that's pretty cool. Wow, she's such a badass. I love her. I know. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I mean, those meetings with um, people who are, you know, uh, conventionally considered older, and they, uh, like, people just assume that as we age, we have all these ailments. But, like, whenever I meet people like that, I'm always so inspired. I met a woman who was like in her 60s and she was just going surfing and uh, we took a yoga class together and she hurt her um, arm like she I don't know she had a cast on and so I was like oh what happened she was like oh I was surfing and a shark bit me it's whatever and I was like what? health right there right you're such a badass (laughs) but like I don't I don't even know how like a shark bit you and you're so (laughs) She's like, it happens. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that's who we want to be. That's who we're exactly. Yeah. That's the goal for sure. Um, okay. So the next question I have for you, um, or in the next two questions, they could be related. They don't have to be, it's kind of up to you. So what was the most difficult health change for you to make? And what are you currently still working on? Mm, Okay. The most difficult health change, funny enough, was eliminating dairy from my diet. Um, You're South Asian. I'm South Asian. We know that our food is so heavy with dairy and sugar and all of these fun things that don't good. It's so good, I know, but I can't eat it anymore. So it was that was that was hard. I think um, COVID, COVID, like the pen, you know, the lockdown and stuff was such a blessing because it kind of allowed me to step back and create Indian recipes in a more kind of healthy, dairy-free way. Um, so that has been really cool. Um, but yeah, dairy, dairy was definitely like the most difficult part to take out of my diet. Yeah, and awesome. I feel like. I don't know, health is something we're always working on, you know, like, um, for me personally, I really don't like working out. But it's something that makes me feel so good and kind of so energetic. So I have to constantly keep, you know, pushing myself and getting in a routine and things like that. So I would say I would say that's one of the things that I'm still working on. Um, But if you have tips, let me know, because I know you woke up early to work out right now. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's about doing things honestly that you you enjoy doing, right? Like I feel like yeah. when we make working out more of a chore, it's harder to do. But if it's yeah. something that we enjoy doing, like dancing yeah. or you know hiking or something, yeah. I like I really enjoy I enjoy variety, and so w- my workouts are different pretty much every day. Like. Sometimes I'll do high intensity. Sometimes I'll do Pilates or bar or yoga. Like I like, I'm always switching up. Sometimes it's just a hike, you know, um, I'm dancing. Like I, I really change it up all the time. Um, yeah, I guess as long as you get some movement in, you're good. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's what it is. And I feel like something like in our culture, we have this mindset of like, oh, you work out, you go to the gym, you do this way. Right. Or like you take a workout class. you know, and it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, it can't, like, I enjoy taking some of these workout classes. So that's why I continue to do it. But if it's not something that you enjoy, then it's going to be harder to continue doing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's a big part of it. Um, also TikTok has helped me dance more. So I I love that. Thanks. I'm like, I'm literally like, okay, I'm going to make a TikTok video just because I want to dance. But yeah, and I I appreciate like, oh yeah, with the dairy, um, that's like I said, I totally empathize with that. Um, It's still something that I will still occasionally have for sure. I've completely removed gluten, but dairy, I'm like, "Mm, occasionally. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Gluten was the hard one for me, but then I was like, okay, I, I can have dairy occasionally. And that's, that's what I've allowed myself. But, um, but yeah, send over some of those recipes because I will, <laughs> I will take them for sure. I will. There, there's a bunch on my website. Yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you the oh, link. Awesome. Yes, please do. And I think all of our listeners would really enjoy that as well. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. So my last question for you is if you could have a commercial about anything, so any, like a PSA on health, what would it be about and why? Hmm. Um, on health specifically? Any, it doesn't have to be. What message essentially would you like to send would out? Would you to like the world? to send yeah. out to the world? Um, uh, just kind of to, you know, try your best with your health. I feel like a lot of people get so overwhelmed when it comes to getting healthy and like you said, working out and you know, all of these things. And I think um, the best, the best advice that I, I got when I was kind of younger was um, just try every day, you know, try every day to do something for your health. Um, one or two things, whether that's, you know, change, like eating healthier today or just working out or doing, you know, stuff like that. Um, because it does build up over time. It does. And then when we're 63 or 73, we can go surfing, uh, we can go skiing in the Rockies. And that's kind of how I feel like these people maintained their health. They took care of it when they were younger. So that's kind of like the biggest, you know, advice that I would like to give at least the younger kind of generation or our generation is take care of your health. Um, Even if that means doing small things every day to support it, because it will pay pay back um, when you're older. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's so important. And I feel like with um, those women that we, we spoke about earlier, um, I think a lot of it is just like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So like a lot of people are like, Oh, I can't ski anymore or snowboard anymore or surf anymore because I've gotten older. And it's like, no, they likely just stopped doing it. And which is really what happens. And so it's like, if that's something that you want to do and you enjoy doing, keep doing it. Don't stop. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you enjoy doing, keep doing it. Don't keep stop. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. Don't stop. And then yeah. have a, have like a good mindset. I feel like mindset is such a huge 
hard of just being healthy, being happy, you know, being present. Um, so that's one of the things that kind of people to work on. I agree. I feel like uh, I'm glad that people are talking about mindset so much more because that's something that you know, like impacts everything, right? Like it impacts our decisions to eat healthier, to work out, to meditate, to um, to do whatever it is that brings us joy. And um, and and that's why, like, even I feel like in our culture, we tend to be very negative about a lot of things. So like, we call it cheat days or cheat meals, and it's like, okay, that that's not really, that's making it seem like it's a negative thing to have that ice cream once, you know, um, when in reality, I like to call it a treat meal because I'm like, I I don't eat it all the time. And so like my normal is like, you know, eating my plant-based foods and like whole foods and stuff like that. But occasionally if I want to have, I do have dairy-free ice cream usually, but still like if I do (laughs) want to have the ice cream, it's still sugar. Right. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is my treat and it's okay. Yeah. 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 Positive, like a positive shift to your exactly. mindset. I love exactly. That. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate that too. All right. So um, last, last thing is where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram. Um, so I'll, I'll have like the Instagram handle listed below, but it's at Dr. Thunvita Joriwala. Um, I have a website where I post a lot of recipes and a lot of articles related to skin health. Um, so I'll send that over to you as well. And then uh, I'm happy to share my email as well. So if anybody wants to, you know, connect with me or has anything to say, they can email me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. <laughs> this was really fun. I really enjoyed talking to you and it was so good meeting you finally. Finally. Um, <laughs> yeah. After all of our Instagram conversations. Yeah, but like we like we realized, we probably met before at one of the naturopathic events. Yes, definitely. We probably have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it was so good seeing you. You as well. All right. Take care. Okay, bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that episode with Dr. Thunby and already feel more confident about the skin that you're in because the reality is, is that all skin is beautiful and with the proper support and guidance, it can be extremely healthy too. All right. I will have Dr. Thunby's information in the show notes below, and I'm so excited to try more of her delicious skin optimizing recipes. So make sure you check those out as well. But that's all I got for you all today. Uh, remember, beauty comes from the inside out. So make sure you're doing more than just nourishing your outermost organ, aka the skin, and nourishing the organs inside of you as well. Wishing you all Mahan health and sending you so much love and so much peace. And I will see you next time.